Welcome to Awaken Podcast. I hope you enjoy the teaching. Luke 2, 1 through 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people today. In the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them, And gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Yeah. Merry Christmas, friends. Um, We have been thinking about you and anticipating your arrival for the last, the last two months, probably, we've been thinking about this night and planning and preparing and practicing and scheming, hoping that when you came, you would feel like we knew you were coming, like we anticipated your arrival. One of the values of our church is hospitality, and we've attempted, done our best to set the table for you tonight. Um, so maybe before I even begin say anything else, like the most joy-filled, uh, exuberant welcome that I can muster from me to you. Uh, secondly, and this could go one of two ways. <clears throat> uh, my friend Melody and I would like to begin the Christmas um, sermon teaching with a good old friendly game of Name That Tune. You guys have played this before, right? 
Uh, and it's going to require, thank you, Allie, I appreciate that. It's going to require your participation. So if you've been to a Christmas Eve service and you feel like you've got to sit in your stall or your seat and not, not move or say or do anything, like throw that out the window because it's about to get, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's about to get crazy in here. I was, uh, I was hoping to give this guitar to my kids someday, but that'll work. <laughs> okay, uh, are we live streaming this by chance? We are. Okay, great. That's awesome. Okay, so we're going to split this up into the, the room into two parts. So the choir, you can't play anymore because you played first hour. So this side is side one. This side is side two. I will let you know that side two did win in the first hour, the two o'clock hour, so side, we're giving you a little advantage with more people, okay? Uh, the way this works is that you will hear a tune, a melody, and the first person to stand in their seat and shout the name of the song wins the point, okay? Uh, if you, if, like, you don't get to, you don't stand and then wait to be called on, okay? Classroom rules are out, so you stand if you know it and you shout it out. First person to get it right, your side wins a point. And again, this is Christmas Eve, friends. There's no trophy. It's a friendly game of name that tune. But you do get to say you were on the winning side of Christmas Eve if you win. For anybody for whom that matters. So let's just practice. Like, okay, we'll give you a real easy one. And the first person to stand and get, name the tune wins the point. Okay, well, this is practice. So, bum, 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 bum. We got happy birthday. The transepts are alive for the first time in Awakens history. This is great. Okay, am I plugged? Trevor, you got this thing? Are we plugged in? You're not getting it? Oh, it's because my volume. How about that? My volume was down. No? Okay. Well, maybe maybe it's broken. I don't know. John's on it. We got, we got, wait. Help! It's always a mute button. It's always a mute button. Okay. We got nine songs, so there will not be a tie. There will be a winner tonight. Are we ready? Okay, Melody, first tune, here we go. In the bleak midwinter, that is correct, friends. In the bleak midwinter. It's, it's impressive. So it's 1-0, side two, it's 1-0. Here we go, all right? Say it again. Nope. Nope. Not, not God rest your marriage, gentlemen. Hey, I heard it over here. Top Gun. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Some of these aren't Christmas songs. <laughs> Somebody said first hour. I should tell you guys next hour. I was like, no way, Jose. These are not Christmas songs. From here forward, no more Christmas songs, all right? So it's 2-0, 2-0. Next song, Melody's got it. Here we go. I heard Walking in Memphis right here. Man. This is a... This is a, this is a cleanup job by side one. All right. To all you who learned how to play guitar in college, this one's for you. 
There we go, deep. <laughs> yes. All right. Now I was gonna. I was going to try Message in a Bottle, but I'm nervous, and that's a very hard song to play, so this is not that, but um, this is, uh, yeah, this is, you know, 90s grunge. Yeah. Smells like teen spirit. Did they? It's 4-1. It's 4-1. All right, this is a deep cut into punk rock, okay? Ready? You Ready? How's this one go? <laughs> Say it. Nope. Santa Monica, Everclear. Man. Sheesh. That one's just a fun one. I am still living with your ghost. Okay, next song. Uh, this one's you, Mel. Say it louder. Piano man, Billy Joel. If you're in the back, you gotta go for it, because I can't hear you, all right? 4 2, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. We got 4 2. 4? Is it 5? Sorry, well. Like the Viking season, it's already, oh, no. 5 2. Five. Oh, hey, okay, 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 okay. For, don't give up, side 2, don't give up. This one's easy. Here we go. It won't take long. Free falling. There we go. Free falling. Good job. Good job. And last but not least, this is a deep cut into CCM history. Okay? Mel, give me the backstory. Saddle up your horses, friends. The Great Adventure, Stephen Curtis Chapman. was fun. Uh, I was more nervous about that than my sermon, I got to be honest, and I think that went okay, aside, aside from the breaking of my guitar. Now, you might be asking yourself, what have I gotten myself into? Fair question. Why have we started with Name That Tune on Christmas Eve? Well, if you're new around here for 12 years, now 13 years, every Christmas Eve, we've put a word or an idea in front of this story. Because Christmas is a story everybody's heard. Everybody knows it. And when you heard a story so many times, sometimes it gets a little, uh, it lacks freshness. It lacks, like, nuance or uh, color. And so every year we picked a word, and we kind of read the story through this word. So we picked words like home or invitation or uh, light one year. And this year, if you're not picking up what I'm putting down, the word that we've chosen to listen to, to hear, to see the Christmas story through is the word melody. It's also the name of our worship pastor, so it was kind of a double win. You know, it was like twofer. But a melody, according to the dictionary, is a succession of pitches and rhythm. Succession of pitches in rhythm. So it's like a collection of notes or tones or pitches that are played at varied times, right, in rhythm. And that collection is what we call a melody. It's often the thing that gets stuck in your ear, you know, an earworm. When you're like, I can't, I can't get that song out of my head. It's usually the melody. I'd like to invite you this evening for just a moment to close your eyes and to imagine what you are hearing right now. In the darkness, something was happening at last. 
a voice had begun to sing. It was very far away, and Diggory found it hard to decide from what direction it was coming. Sometimes it seemed to come from all directions at once. Sometimes he almost thought it was coming out of the earth beneath them. Its lower notes were deep enough to be the voice of the earth herself. There were no words. It was hardly a tune. But it was beyond comparison the most beautiful sound he had ever heard. It was so beautiful he could hardly bear it. And then two wonders happened at the same moment. One was that the voice was suddenly joined by other voices. More voices than you could possibly count. They were in harmony with it, but far higher up on the scale. Cold, tingling, silvery voices. The second wonder was the blackness overhead. All at once was blazing with stars. They didn't come out gently one by one as they do on a summer evening. One moment there had been nothing but darkness. The next moment, a thousand points of light leaped out, single stars, constellations, planets, brighter and bigger than any in our world. There were no clouds. The new stars and the new voices began at exactly the same time. And if you had seen or heard it as Diggory did, you would have felt quite certain that it was the stars themselves who were singing, and that it was the first voice, the deep one, which had made them appear and made them sing. This is, of course, a passage from C.S. Lewis's The Magician's Nephew, one of my favorite passages in fiction, where Aslan, the lion, sings creation into existence. And I want to keep, I want to follow that thread that Lewis has kind of laid down and suggest that there is a melody that has been playing since the dawn of creation. There is a melody that exists and includes a succession of certain pitches and notes that are being played in rhythm. And I want you to think for tonight that the whole world, the cosmos, everything in it is a part of this song. And that there is this melody that's playing with a certain rhythm and, and movement and there are certain tones and notes in that melody. And when they get struck, there's something inside of us that resonates deep down because this is the song the world was made with. And when we see it and when we hear it, when we experience it, we know it. For our time this evening, from scripture and from what I understand about God and what history would say about God, I want to offer my best attempt to gather a couple of these notes in the melody of creation and then ask, like, what does that have to do with Christmas? So, the first note in the melody of creation is a note of generosity. Generosity, according to the dictionary, is liberal in giving, marked by abundance or ample proportions. It's characterized by a noble or kind spirit. From the very crack of the bat in scripture, a note of generosity is struck. We see God, who doesn't like keep God's self to themselves, but rather speaks this thing into creation, into existence, and then invites the people, the beings that are created to participate in what's going on. It's liberal, it's abundant, it's extravagant, it is generous. I want you to try to remember a moment in your life when you've experienced pure and unadulterated generosity. Where someone just gave out of themselves, out of their heart to you. Can you remember what you felt? Just this afternoon I was practicing by myself in this room and up these stairs walked Melody. And she had three cups of coffee in her hand. One was for me. I didn't ask. I didn't, I didn't tell her that my drink was called the Mapuchino. 
That's maple syrup and a cappuccino together. It's the mapuccino. But in she walked with a mapuccino for me and a, a coffee for Trevor. Just generous. When you experience generosity, you feel it. Like you know something about that act is true and good and right. Because it comes from what the world is made of. A second note in the melody of creation is a, melody, or a note of love. Like, think about that moment of generosity and what you experienced in it. And, and ask yourself the question, what motivates that? What's the engine behind that act in the world? And I would argue that anything other than love, it, it can't be anything but love. Pure generosity can only come from love. And that's what God is made of. Some of you may have walked into this room tonight and you have an image of God, a picture of God, an imagination of what God might be like. And that likely comes from people or places that you went to that represented God or institutions or groups of people. And there's probably a level of accuracy to that and a level of inaccuracy to that image of God. But I want to remind you tonight that that's what God is made of. 1 John chapter 4 tells us, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. The very essence, the fiber, the core, the DNA of God is love. The first Christians, when they were talking and trying to understand what God is like, they came up with this word called perichoresis. It's two Greek words smashed together literally means circle dance. So the best they could come up with, what is God like, is a circle dance. These three, Father, Son, and Spirit, endlessly self-giving, loving the other. And they called it a circle dance because that's what God is like. Creation is a song of God's generosity, motivated by love for the purpose of peace. Like, why are, why are we here? On this planet, why are like what, what are what what's like deep inside of the human heart that we long for, especially this time of year? When are we as humans at our best, like shining like stars in the universe? When there's peace, when there's flourishing and wholeness, and nothing is missing and nothing is broken. We come around Christmas in this time of year, and we hear these songs: "Peace on Earth, Goodwill Towards Men." We we feel like a twinge of nostalgia. We crank up Hallmark and we watch these movies. You know, some of you, and they make zillions of dollars on it. Why? Because they know something about like the song that's being sung from the very beginning of, of creation's birth. That there's a tuning fork in your soul that rings true when you see peace. This is the melody of creation. God's pure generosity, motivated by love for the purpose of peace. So then what is Christmas? Like, what is this moment that we gather around these trees? And, like, what is this moment of angels singing to shepherds in a field, watching their flocks by night? What is this moment of a teenage girl who births and delivers and labors the divine into the world? Amidst all of it, amidst the empires and the violence and the war, what is this moment? What is Christmas? If not the divine hand reaching down and putting a needle on the melody of creation that has been playing from the very beginning. What is Christmas if it's not God like screaming from the mountaintops, this is what I am like. 
You can know me and see me and touch and feel and walk with and learn from me. This is what I'm like. What is Christmas if it's not God pleading with humanity saying, you can trust me because I don't come with violence and war and bombs and guns, but I come with sacrifice and vulnerability. What is Christmas if it's not God singing at the top of their lungs, follow me, I know the way home. To you lost and weary travelers, it's this way. Christmas is a reminder of the generous heart of God who doesn't consider equality with God something to hold on to, but humbles themselves and enters our world and our space out of love. Where God enters into our pain, attempting and hoping that something might be healed and that peace might come. A generous gift from the selfless heart of God, motivated by love for the purpose of peace. The story of Christmas amplifies the story that the song that's been playing from the very beginning. And every single year we come around it, like in case we've forgotten, in case our ears have become deaf to the song that's been playing from the very beginning. So my questions for you tonight as we close are these. Can you hear it? Will you tune your life to it? Your life's instrument? And will you play along and add your notes to the song? Like, can you hear the song that's been playing? We have this unique ability to sort of like uh, tune out certain frequencies. Maybe it's the frequency of your partner. <laughs> or your children or the coworker down the hall, right? We can tune out certain frequencies. This one's playing all the time. Can you hear it? The generous heart of God, motivated by love for the purpose of peace. That's why you're here. Will you tune your life to it? You have one life, one, one go around, that's it. You can tune it to anything you want. You can grab this instrument and tune it to whatever you want and play, play whatever you want. Will you tune your life to this melody, this song? Because it's what we were made from and it's what we're made for. And even if you can hear it and you've tuned your heart to it, it doesn't mean people are playing. Will you play that's the beauty of this thing. God invites you, me, to play our lives like an instrument and add to the song that's playing. And you can play notes of, of animosity and anger and dissent. You can play those notes. You're free. you got to choose to play. So what will you play? What notes will you play? Friends, this is the invitation of Christmas. And it's my contention that if we hear it and tune our hearts to it and play along with it, we will never be the same. It's the only hope we have. Pray with me if you would. God, tonight in this place, we take a moment to be still and to be silent. To allow our hearts and our souls and our spirits to maybe tune in to hear this song. Of a generous God motivated by love for the purpose of peace, flourishing, wholeness, delight, and the invitation to play along. And so, Holy Spirit, I pray, like you did thousands of years ago, when you became one of us and, and Emmanuel became with us, that you would do that tonight for us right now.
the church gathered on Christmas Eve, for the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance to you and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And the church said together, amen. Merry Christmas, friends. Find us online at www.awakencommunity.com or on Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Awaken Community or on Twitter at Awaken Community. See you next time.